This is the Māori Millionaire Disclaimer. For your information, this is not investing advice and it should not be taken as such. This is all general education for just general purposes. I'm here to help share my experiences and educate you guys as much as I can, but it is not financial advice, so please do not take it as such. Ngā mihi. Māori welcome back to the Māori Millionaire Podcast. Ko te kahukura Buenton tōku inga, huri tēnei no ngā te kahunganu, ngā tūhoi, te whakatohia hoki. And today we have a very interesting episode. I am interviewing Te Maiora Rūri here. This episode was actually recorded quite a while ago and I have the biggest apologies that it wasn't posted. It actually got quite lost um, and I didn't want this amazing episode to go to waste so I thought let's still... Um, put it out there today, but Te Maiora Rūri here is an awesome um, advocate for our people. He is a lawyer at the moment. He is over in the States doing some awesome mahi. He was also the recipient of the Prime Minister's Scholarship back in 2019, and I know um, that I've had some friends get awarded the scholarship that you have to work really hard, you have to do amazing mahi, and you have to be an overachiever and be doing awesome stuff to be um, awarded this scholarship. So, that's all that you really need to know. He's an awesome person. He's doing some amazing mahi. And let's just get on to today's podcast episode. Mauri Fano. Kia ora te no mai hoki mai. Today we're here with Te Maiora Rudi here from Tuhue and Tarawa. So kia ora te maora. Thank you for joining us today. Tēnā koe te tuahine o tira tēnā tātou. Uh, before you get started, I guess, do you want to give the audience a bit of an introduction? Ko wai koe, nohia koe, um, and what are you up to? Yeah, well, kia ora e tiwi, uh, ko te mai ora rurehe tōku ingoa, he uria hau o tūhoi pōtiki, uh, pakeke ake mai a hau i roto Ngāti Whare, ka tonoa au e hei whāngai mā tūhaurangi Ngāti Mahia. O reira, <coughs> yeah, huera hau. Um, have been practicing as a lawyer for over a year now. Been fortunate to be working with um, NH6, NH6 sorry, for nearly two years, uh, mostly in the Waitangi Tribunal space, um, the criminal space, as well as the other things that she gets herself involved in. Um, have left about six weeks ago and have been mostly focusing my attention on Kahuiraranga, which is a Māori Dati Data Sovereignty Group. And I have a project looking into uh, cultural connection and that as a means of preventing um, lives of crime. Mm. So, yeah, just trying to do a data project looking at what type of cultural connection or connection to culture did inmates have before going into prison. Um, you know, did their mātua speak te reo Māori? Did their kaumātua speak te reo Māori? Did they go to kura kaupapa? Those types of questions and just looking at, yeah, culture mm. as a means of our people, yeah. Exciting. Uh, for those listening in today, I guess I met Te Maiora at the Waitangi Tribunal through my mahi also there, so I think it's quite interesting we have that lens to be able to see. Really, you can just see, I think, like when you go in, the disparities and outcomes for Māori and it's like all there like on a plate in front of you. So that's really interesting that you're really studying that and going into that. What are some of your tips for someone who might be young wanting to get into a career and law, um, what advice would you give? Yeah, I think um, seek out your mentors mm-hmm. very early. Um, definitely good to have a teacher in that space, uh, whether that's your peers at university um, or going into a professional space. So when looking for a job, 
don't just look for those big time jobs. Mm. Uh, look for the type of people that you want to be working with and those types of environments that you want to be working in. But at the end of the day, um, you won't know any different unless you've really tried it. So, yeah, get yourself involved wherever and whenever you can. Mm. Um, yeah, just exposure. I think at a very young age, early stage of your career, is just exposure to as many things as possible. Mm. And, and back to those like first steps of your career, what was university like for you? Yeah, I was, I was the same principles there, basically. It was just trying to get involved. Um, a lot of, you know, the Māori associations, Te Whakahia, Pō, Te Waiora, Te Kauru, uh, these groups at university, which are student support groups as well as uh, cultural support and social um, interaction with other tauira in the university. And that has been very important for me because later on I've been able to draw on those relationships um, in different spaces um, at different times in better capacities, I suppose, as people um, to engage with one another and to see our development. Yeah, that's been really awesome, especially yourself, Tuhini, uh, mm-hmm. for the past couple of years at Waikato University and many other tawira that have been there and have come through since I've been there. It's been awesome to watch and to see them in different spaces. Yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah, I love that too. We have a really big like Māori cohort at Waikato and I think it's like really strong. And that's one of the reasons why I decided to go there. Um, also, it's like the cheapest place to live out of all the unis. Like oh, when no. I was looking at it, I think it was like 180 for the room at like Bryant Hall with no kai. So that was like pretty cheap compared to like Victoria, which had like, or um, what are they, is it Wellington University now? It was like 450 a week for a room. I was like, what? <laughs> How are you supposed yeah, yeah, to do that? Like our first year flatting, which was we did our first year in the halls and then we went flatting, we ended up paying about $73. I think it got the cheapest for our rent, power, Wi-Fi. Wow. As well as there was about That's 10 so of us. Cool. <laughs> yeah, 10 of us in a, in a house. Made it cheaper and was definitely an awesome journey. Were they like couples or just like 10 boys? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> no, there's a few couples, um, actually a few individuals, and then finally just joined in along the way. Wow. Yeah, awesome. I was going to say, if Cheap. there were just 10 boys there, I don't even know if your any <laughs> landlord would want that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, we're tidy. <laughs> <laughs> don't lie. Everyone knows that boys playing aren't. <laughs> um, no, but uh, talk about your time when you first started practicing in law what was that like for you what were some of the difficulties that you found and what are some of the uh, ways that you overcame those yeah so what really got me into law is like one of my friends he was convicted of manslaughter and I really wanted to understand um, what the law was about and especially criminal law so I was fortunate to be working with it and it's in that capacity um, as a criminal practitioner, I've really got an insight. And I found that I think I'm too empath- empathetic. Yeah, just getting uh, too closely attached to some of our clients mm-hmm. in terms of wanting the best outcome for them. And when maybe sometimes you're nearly there, but don't quite get it, you take mm-hmm. that pretty deeply and personally yeah. and really makes you want to work for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it can be a very volatile um, environment. But, you know, and wanting the best for them, which is the conscience that um, Annette works with is, you know, our couple our people's, um, the best result using tikanga, whakaro Māori in these sentences. Yeah, so um, it was deeply challenging being thrown in the deep end, 
which again is, I guess, the old teacher, Māori type of person is that they have trust in you and are happy to throw you in the deep end, mm. um, that you swim or, you know, they'll help you if you look like you're drowning. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, that type of trust, they get you involved in. I think that's what I've really appreciated in a small firm as well as with her mentorship and her uh, philosophies around mahi. Mm-mm. Yeah. Awesome. And um, during high school, what were some of your tips that you used to be able to get into law school at the start? I know for some people they might think um, law is something hard to get into. What did you find for that process? Um, what were some of the subjects you took before getting into uni to be able to open up your pathways? Um, yeah, I was doing like biology, PE, um, maths. I was doing um, calculus, statistics as well, um, down to performing arts and dance. Oh, wow. Yeah, going into, yeah, 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 yeah. So it wasn't your like conventional type of subjects going mm-hmm. into university. Um but yeah, found that those were the things that I enjoyed and helped me really accelerate at um, you know, um, high school. I went to Rotorua Boys High, um, finished up my last year was in 2016, so started Waikato in 2017. I think some of the biggest lessons from school, again, was just that building your crew, or mm-hmm. your people. Uh, as many of my friends that I went to school with went to the same university. Mm. Yeah. And my close friends, we flattered that first year um, out of the horse. Yeah. yeah. Good to stay with that same crew. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you wanted to share with anyone possibly wanting to get into a career in law or even the um, criminal advocacy stuff? Any tips, any advice for anyone listening in today? Um, you just get involved. I think yeah. the best thing, just go to the court, you know, go to the court. You see a lot happen. Mm. Um, most of them you're allowed just to sit in yeah and yeah a lot of it is just listening to the other lawyers um, because it's the circumstances that people come in can be very very varied uh, varied Um, yeah from you know drink driving to more serious crimes and I think just listening in getting that exposure to that will help you determine whether that's what you want to do yeah to pursue it further just talk to the lawyers there Pretty friendly, mostly. How are they down in your court too, ain't <laughs> Yeah, they're pretty friendly there in the Tokoro, um District Court, I think, if you want to mm. talk to some lawyers. I think my mum was a probation officer when I was in, like, maybe year 11, and so she went to the courts, um, like, once a week for, you know, her role, and so she talked to a lot of the lawyers, and so that was my first little legal internship was through another lawyer um, in the Tokoro Court and so that was like my first little opportunity um, was literally just doing like legal aid invoices like five hours a week or something but yeah, yeah, yeah. your foot in the door um, yeah don't be shy to court it away I think a oh, lot no. of people especially us um, like Māori we just want to help other Māori be able to you know get into these professions or even just like see what it's like yeah, that's and that's what I found too. And uh, the Maori lawyers, hey, they're definitely there to help people, and they want more Maori lawyers in their spaces. Yeah. So yeah, get out there. Yeah, there's heaps of mahi, heaps of mahi. <laughs> heaps of mahi. Plenty oh, going down your way too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, plenty of mahi, like everywhere, every industry. I think we've got enough. But um, yeah, if you've got no other tips for us today, Te Maora, any others? No. 
um what just wanted to say thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast um i really hope everyone listening in was able to get some nuggets of wisdom i think it's really important um what you're talking about and the kaupapa that you're on so yeah thank you so much for joining us um another kaupapa sorry so you need just to touch on very briefly and quickly it's um the finance stuff oh yes yeah yeah oh like talking about so we bought a few houses, Ooh. or two houses, yeah, yeah. But through um, Te Rua's Kuiya, yes. we've been able to use the equity oh, in the whare. I... Yeah, as well as, um, yeah, Tautoko of the whanau, I suppose, mm-hmm. getting into financial yeah. space. So how did you get into that first one? Um, so my partner, she was brought up by her kaumata. Mm-hmm. She was in as a whangai to them, and they had basically said that the house, when they pass, would pass on to Te Rua. Mm. And um, her crow was passed, but her need's still alive. And so while she's been around, uh, we, we bought the house of her. And we used the equity to buy this other house. Wow. Yeah, to, um, yeah, just that stability. Right. But I, I think more than uh, financial wealth, eh? it's about mm. if your whanau needed a whare, uh, you know, are you in a position to be able to help them? Aye. Uh, yeah. What does home ownership look like? Like, what does that mean to you and your whanau? Yeah, well, it's about being rich in whenua. Uh, mm. And I think most Māori actually are rich in whenua through their Māori land inheritances. But just this, they're being barred from mm. access to that land and to that uh, type of ownership, I suppose, that we see in the Western sense. Um, and I think unlocking Māori land eh, is like a billion-dollar Māori industry is being able to connect our people back to their place and to have responsibility over their own pieces of land to the extent that they provide uh, prosperity to their fellow, you know, to their whānau, to their hapu and to their iwi. It's about through your land, you know, what can you contribute back to your people or through your wealth, mm-hmm. um, what type of prosperity can you give to your other people Aye. you know it's like uh when a great flower blooms or the honeybees come you know <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and you can pass that down and, and that can be passed down for generations to come yeah 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 what advice could you give for people whanau wanting to get into home ownership um do it collectively you know it's too expensive to go buy a house on your own Aye. really these you know, as especially if you want to be a young homeowner, mm-hmm. uh, unless you have inherited wealth, you know, that's awesome. That helps a lot. But most people don't. And I think the best solution to that is to go in as a whānau to buy houses, you know, three of us, maybe mum, dad, and their mm-hmm. tamai team, mm-hmm. uh, with equal responsibility on fees or bills. Or, yeah, I think that'll be the best way is... And that's when they go back to our our whakaro, our like whakaro Māori of working together um, mahitahi in order to succeed in te Pākehā and to get into home ownership. We just got to go back to our actual, the practices that we really know that work. Well, no, and if we can do that on our own land, you know, we can have great prosperity. Yes, we can buy our land back one whare at a time. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. um, 
yeah, any other tips about what it's like to manage your mortgage and things like that? How are the high interest rates um, affecting you? And what are some of the things that you're doing to like combat that? Or what are, yeah, what's your advice? Um, just been, yeah, working, I suppose, in that sense, but having greater faith in what I'm more capable of and mm. what we're worth, I suppose, in other spaces, um, freeing ourselves, giving us time freedom. But as well as contributing to important kaupapa, um, yeah, just having a greater faith, I think, has been able to help me leave work, but mm. still be able to make, mm. um, fees. Yeah, it's interesting, still trying to understand, um, especially in tax returns, eh, those things, how that works. We haven't had a filed anything, you know, because we haven't been that long homeowners and that other house. Mm. Is being rented also. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um. So you guys are um like landlords now. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's interesting too. You go to fill out a tenant sheet. All right. And then next to it they have the um healthy homes standards, mm. and really there's no impetus on a landlord to fill that out. Mm. Like it's we we did it for for our own good conscience. And thankful for our queer who has the skills to be able to paint and wallpaper the house, and we recarpeted um, just to try and meet those standards. But there's no one coming around to say, "Oh, have you no one done the house?" Yeah, no one comes to check. Um, yeah, and I guess the tenants just hold in good faith that the landlord is doing what they're supposed to do, mm. and when they're not, it's quite evident, you know, in the house. But. That's quite concerning because I think a lot of like the cheaper rentals, which whānau Māori are more likely to be in because we have lower incomes, um, that don't get those checks ordinarily. And I think a lot of like students too are just in fuddy that are like mouldy or damp or mm. you know, things like that. It's not nice. We um in the homelessness. We in the housing inquiry. Oh yes. that one? I um we in our firm we managed one inquiry. I didn't manage the housing one, but I was watching and sometimes and and learning bits here and there yeah so even that like um emergency housing mm. and how there's funding available for people through wins to have emergency housing mm. so, well it was a work friend of Terua who was living here in um Otorua, and they were tenants in a property and their property was then being sold so they had to move out and during that time, they couldn't find anywhere to stay. So they ended up in emergency housing or in the oh, hotels. Wow. Mm. And then they, through well, winds and through this other property, we were able to sign up and get them in as tenants. Oh, wow. Because, yeah, well, they, she's a working, you know, they, and they have um, putea. Mm. But just because of the circumstance and the, I guess, the housing situation here in Rotorua, mm. you know, to go into emergency housing. Mm. and should go to um, viewings and there'd be 20 people mm. there. And I also there. saw uh, something on the news about a girl changing her name because, um, you know, you can't get them. And I found that when I was looking for things, like even if I was working full time, um, they would, yeah, it would be really, really hard to find somewhere to stay. And obviously don't know why but uh, sometimes it makes me wonder if my name was Cheryl it might be a bit easier <laughs> yeah yeah um because even in our subsequent years at um 
work at all in mm. flatting situations. Our, most of our flats came from the same person because wow. every other place wouldn't really look at us. Mm. And this person was <clears throat> a landlord there. He has a few properties, um, but yeah, mostly houses the Māori tauira. Mm. Wow. Otherwise, yeah, we don't really get a look at it. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yes. Um, are, there, are there any other kaupapa that you have that you want to share to Māora? Um, yeah, maybe it's going over to um, America. Oh, yeah. So that's through a Fulbright scholarship, which is, as I mentioned, 40000 US dollars, as well as your FEs, um, insurance, health insurance, and, yeah, a bit of support, I suppose, as we go over, and as a, actually a community. Mm. Um, it's been going for a number of years, so when you join the Fulbright community, there's other tauira um, who have the same opportunity and I suppose the flexibility of picking a university in the US mm. using this yeah, that you're awarded. Um, so I'm fortunate to be heading to Pace University, which is in Daoporonui, New York, um, but in the northern part of uh, New York State. So mm. it's about 40 minutes from where we would know Times Square and Manhattan. Via train Have you been to um, America before? No, no, First I haven't. Time. That's going to be so cool for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what is your? What are you going to be studying? I'm going to be studying a master's of environmental law, uh, looking at legal personality, <coughs> which you might know through um, the Whanganui River or Te Uruera Forest, and more recently Te Kahui Maunga Taranaki. Mm. Uh, so the legal personality says that um, this thing or this monga, these landscapes, this awa, has the same rights as a human. Mm. So it's basically being, in Pākehā sense, um, a plant rights. You know, Indigenous understanding already knows that it's a living, it's, um, it's our tūpuna, we descend from these spaces. So we know that it's living. So this Pākehā ideology of Legal personality is basically just affirming a indigenous thought um, and a method that our people are taking up to give more rights to the mm. environment. And so what I want to do through this master's is having a look at, well, how far can you extend their rights? You know, if they're being polluted, can you say, as an awa and as a person with rights, I have the right not to be polluted? Mm. You know, you can't pollute me here. So is it a Another mechanism for environmental protection. Mm. Yeah. And when we, I don't know if you've seen the manuka, the baits, the honey. Oh, so cool. Australia, I haven't looked at that. So it's an IP argument. Australia was arguing for the rights over the word manuka, honey. Oh, and they, wow. And, and they won. Oh, really? Yeah, they won. Because manuka honey is a big market eh, in the world. Yeah. That's what people buy is manuka honey. And we know manuka is a Maori tree here in New Zealand yeah you know if you had the rights of the land if you had the te kahui maunga te uruera tokoroa all these places um arguing for the rights of manuka honey does it make it a more powerful wow. legal entity uh, yeah. yeah you know it's like iwi structures but it's environment what was the justification to give it to Australia um uh, I'm actually not sure but you know, it's, That's a, it's crazy. an IP one. Yeah, trademarks, IP, um, intellectual property. Wow. Yeah. 
that would be interesting, you know, if we were actually able to, like, have that personhood in Aotearoa and just, like, you know, person-to-person, like, um, assault, you know, if you were, like, doing bad things to the environment and stuff, like, uh, charging someone. I know there are aspects where you can, you know, like, littering and things, but, like, on a on a broader scale, if it was, you know, really frowned upon to not look after the environment as much as it is to, you know, hurt other people. Oh, no. No, that's <laughs> great for Karawai, or like taking someone to court for mm. stabbing me or, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you lit it on my back lawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Are you, what are you feeling in terms of going over? Are you scared? Are you excited? What's that like? Yeah, all of that. Um, you know, fortunately, unfortunately, It'll be just myself going over, my partner, my tamaiti and kuya um, may just come over for holiday. Mm. Uh, it was our original intention to be going as a whanau, but just because of the cost of living over there and like the expenses, you know, wasn't feasible. Mm. And I think we actually found, you know, divine plan, but also, um, yeah, I think in terms of our own individual development, it's good for all of us. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, sad to be leaving them behind, but um, looking forward to the opportunity for growth and the short-term sacrifice for the long-term gain. Mm-mm. You know? Yeah. And recognising that it's not a journey of my own, you know, it's, I take them with me, mm. um, as well as these landscapes, you know, that we talk about, our whenua, mm. uh, taking them with me in the, in the mahi, as well as in my karo, in my heart. Yeah. All right, and we're in 2023. Like we can <laughs> FaceTime every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Wow, I've learned so much. This is awesome. Um, are there any other really interesting kaupapa you're you're not sharing yet? Um, yeah, I I, I guess I'll talk to the idea of wealth and why I say um, faith for me has really worked. Um, yeah. Those opportunities where I've applied thinking solely of the financial benefit and financial gain are the opportunities that I've missed out on. Mm. So let's say that I've applied for a work and one of the principal reasons that I'm applying for this job is that because it has a higher salary, way more significant. The mahi may not be um, what I'm really into. Uh, yeah. And so those times where I've... Um, lead with that intention into those situations. Mm. I haven't been fortunate, mm. so I was doing just chasing puta. Yeah, chasing puta, you know. But if you're doing something, and the kopapa perhaps is bigger than what the puta is about, yeah. then um, yeah, then those will be the situations that you, especially in my circumstance anyway. Yep. Well, no, I agree. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you know. Uh, if you're running a podcast, if mm. education is more important than, you know, the putia aspect of it, then I was, you know, as the kaupapa grows bigger, so um, will you, what you receive in that mm-hmm. kaupapa. No, yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think when I first started Māori Millionaire, I literally, like, honestly, my only driver was like, I was like, I just want to be a millionaire. And as I kept on going, I was like, Becoming a millionaire is such a holistic journey. Like you have to, mm. um, you know, make sure we're looking after our tinana and our hiningaro and our wairua. 
and actually like working together and doing all of these things like if you just focus on the putia um you can get there but it's not going to be fun and you're not going to be you're not going to have anything you're proud of if it's just putia but if we're working together and we're working collectively then if we all achieve it like imagine like having like all of your cousins become millennials the um that would be way cooler than just having one you know mm -hmm. And and you and I, from your experience working in the trunk and with Arama, that's the type of work ethic eh, that's required for uh, mm. the that's involved. Taumaha. It's Taumaha and it's a lot, eh? You're doing a yes. lot and sometimes you feel like you're not getting as much out, out of right. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you know, I found we're working weekends, we're working mm -hmm. um, late the evenings for the mahi. Travelling. Yeah, at the expense of, you know, uh, family time, yes. Hawara, um, yes, spending time with people, I suppose, and that's why I had to leave that type of space, mm. you know. Um, whilst my heart's still for the betterment of the people, I think it's in a different way, mm. um, yeah, just that expense, right? And those are the things that I was talking to one of my friends, and she said, as you earn more we should increase like our level of self-care. So if you're earning more, you know, do more of those things that are good for you and your whanau, like going on hiding uh, and going on things. And she was talking about how the problem that a lot of like whanau Māori faces, if we, if we earn more, we do more of the things that we find fun, but aren't necessarily good for us, like more takeaways or if we're like smokers or something, we'll be more smokes and things like that. And then as it keeps on going, it gets harder and harder to keep going. But if at the start we like focus on those things, um, doing the things that help us, doing the things that um like make our far no better, then that's when we'll be able to keep going on that huarahi. Which is like you know, going on your um your studying overseas and you know, those lessons that you'll be able to bring home to your whanau and to your tama or to your tamaiti would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Well, and then, you know, whilst is also wisdom. Mm. And to be able to have that for our people, I think, is a fountain of living. Mm. Yeah, so just being better in myself so that can be better for others. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. That's definitely um, my co-papa. Love that all. Any other last final tips, tricks, advice, wisdom for uh, anyone listening in? Cool. I know, all out of tricks today, Ehoa, but All out of tricks today. <laughs> <laughs> all out of tricks, but no, thank you, Ehoa, for <laughs> this opportunity. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Tamaora. I'm yeah. really grateful for having you on. I'm really excited to see your hiding. Will you be sharing it on social media or you don't do that stuff? Um, yeah, don't really do that stuff. Oh. Um, we'll have the odd photo here and there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I always yeah. get sad, but some people they just social media isn't their thing. But I'm like, I want to watch vlogs of your trip. It'll be so yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, maybe maybe you'll be able to just do one, one for your yeah. uh, friends in Fano and Aotearoa just to see what it's like over there. The ones yeah. that aren't as lucky. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, but, um, wish you all the best on on your huarahi e and keep keep up the good mahi. Um, yeah, good to see you grow in your own space and watch you do your Māori millennia thing. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, thank you everyone for listening in today's podcast. Um, I've learned so much and I hope you guys have too. Um, but that's us for us today. 
Um, yeah, awesome. We are here again after another podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening to a new podcast episode. Today I have a very special announcement also that I wanted to share with you guys and that is that I am an educator for Goldie. Goldie is a new investment platform that's just hit the markets in Aotearoa, New Zealand and I'm so excited to be an educator slash consultant for them because I truly believe that this is an exciting new method or way that they're kind of approaching this. Um, and one of those things is that they are so here to Totoko Māori Millionaire. And I've met with the founders and I've spoken to them and I feel, I feel it. I feel that they want Māori Millionaire to succeed and they want Fano Māori to learn more about um, investing, entrepreneurship and personal finances, which is why they got in touch with me. So I wanted to share our code that we have, which is MMX Goldie, and the link to sign up to Goldie is in the description below. But if you use this code, you can get $20 in your investing account, which allows you to buy approximately two shares of gold. So each share is approximately $10, but it goes up and down depending on the market. Um, but I have a lot more information coming out about investing in gold specifically which I want you to keep your eyes peeled for but for now just sign up make your account and stay tuned for that information um, for now that's us today I hope you all have a fantastic day if you have any questions any parta any comments feedback on the podcast then please just send me an email or send me a dm tekahukura at maoridimalini.com is my email or just send me a message on um, instagram ngā mihino e te whānau kā kite.